six nine one one seven five eight. This message will repeat. It doesn't add up begins momentarily. Please ensure arms, legs, and headphones are secure at all times. Six nine one 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 seven five eight. This message this message will repeat. It doesn't add up begins Please ensure arms, legs, and identity are secure at all times. Hello and welcome to It Doesn't Add Up, a conspiracy theory podcast, episode three. It's just the third one? Just the third. That's kind of disappointing. They're really long and Are they, they require extensive research. They do. But it's not it's not that deep. I, I was hoping to have more of these out by now. It's but, been uh, less than a year. I guess that's true. We haven't hit the year mark yet. If we if we get out four, it's almost like a quarterly thing. Ooh, I like that. So, but I don't at the same time. First year was quarterly. There's, they're exclusive. Let's let's do that. Limited. Oh, so many conspiracies. It's a, a limited run. It's not a limited run. I don't know why I said that, but you know what I mean. We like to keep you in suspense. Yeah, you never know when they're coming out. So they just show up. You exactly. didn't ask for them. No. But there they are. Kind of like uh, time travelers. Yeah. So this time we're going to be talking about weird time travel conspiracies that we found. Um, Strange people, strange times, strange devices. How people uh, spread rumors, not rumors, like urban legends and stuff. Yeah, but I think before we get started, some housekeeping, because our little brother says we do a really bad job of promoting ourselves. So uh, just some reminders, we are live on iTunes, Google Play, and now Stitcher, that finally worked. You can also get us on all the other podcast apps through the RSS feed, which you can get at deadandroad.co slash feed slash podcast, if you're at all interested. And we now even have a Facebook page, just like it's 2008. So if you're still on Facebook and you use that platform and you want to give us a like, you can do that too. And I got a weird email from a lady telling me that uh, our podcast is available on uh, Facebook Messenger, which I don't know why that's a thing, but it is. So... I don't know how you listen to things through Facebook Messenger. I refuse to use Facebook Messenger. I think it's a conspiracy itself. I would. I I talk to like three people on Facebook Messenger and I hate it. I refuse. Not that I'm talking to them, just the, the Facebook Messenger itself. I have enough social media apps. I don't need two Facebook apps. I hate Facebook as it is. Everybody needs to get on Discord. Which they is do. Chat for gamers. <laughs> you can search your own messages. Oh, it's great. It's great. Because I can find memes people sent me. Mm-hmm. Or links. I'm sorry. Links to memes. This turn it. Please sponsor us, Discord. That'd be cool. You don't even have to pay us. Just give us. We do have a Discord server if you want to chat about conspiracy theories off the clock. We do. It's uh. You can find the link. It's kind of complicated to do. I'll put it. I'll put it somewhere because it's on our Twitch page right now. We're not hard to find on the internet. So if you wanted to find us, you can. Anyway, cutting that short. Let's talk about time travel. It's been a little bit since we've done this. It's been. Oh, my God. So one of the more famous time travel sort of claims is this dude by, who went by the name John Titer. I don't know if you recall, we vaguely mentioned him. Briefly, yes. We did, we uh, planned this. We didn't want to talk about him too much because we knew there was too much for that episode. Yes. And then it would just become the time travel episode. And we and wanted it to have. have added up. No, but we try to make things add up. The whole point of this show. 
if you're familiar with the anime Steins Gate, you will recall sort of the uh, the story of John Titer. But um, and we're already onto the Weeb Fest. No, that's that's about it. The, the Weeb Fest just ended. That was it. Just the one mention. Brief Weeb. I'll try not to hit the microphone again. I have to gesticulate. Do I do I say the lame? Oh, we're Italian. Mm, mm. You don't have to. <laughs> John Titer. This dude started posting uh, November second, two thousand under the name time travel underscore zero. And he claims to be an American soldier from 2036, it says, uh, stationed in Tampa, Florida. I mean, I do know a lot of military people in Florida. But I, I gotta yeah. say, if you want to get weird, I don't think the military is going to be the way that it is in 2036. Well, he goes into that. Does he? Yes. Does he talk about how we're going to fight in the future? Yes, he does. Let's get into so, it. Yeah. So he was assigned to a governmental time travel project and sent back to 1975 to retrieve an IBM 5100 computer because it was able to debug legacy computer programs in 2036 because the IBM 5100 runs the APL and basic programming languages and it's like sort of unique. And apparently his grandfather had worked on the assembly and programming of the 5100, which is why he was chosen for the mission. And he was like, you know, basically a stopover in uh, the year 2000 for personal reasons to collect pictures lost in this future civil war to visit his family who was alive in the year 2000. So how did this dude time travel? Let's just let's just follow this, his train of, you know, postings here. Do we even ask did he time travel or did we wait? Let's just pretend he did. All right. All right. Let's say he time traveled from the year 2036. He's in the year 2000. He's making posts on a message board because he's got the tech to do so, I guess. He described the time machine working with a stationary mass temporal displacement unit powered by two topspin dual positive singularities that produced a standard offset Tipler sinusoid. Sounds like what happens to me in the morning. Yeah, yeah. He then goes on to, it's built with two magnetic housing units for the dual micro-singularities, an electron injection manifold to alter mass and gravity of the micro-singularities, a cooling and x-ray venting system, gravity sensors or variable gravity lock, four main cesium clocks, three main computer units. I'm sorry, what is x-ray venting? You know, you gotta... gotta Vent out your x-rays? Yeah. Otherwise, it builds up and you might have an issue on your hands. Does man know what an x-ray is? I don't know. Do you know what a micro-singularity would be? It sounds a lot more scientific than x-ray venting. If you're going to mention something that people know, like... I don't know. These all sound like Overwatch Ultimates to me. Tipler sinusoid. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of what kind of sort of vehicle or device would house such vast technology, do you think? Maybe a DeLorean? I was about to say, what was that car? And I know that it was a DeLorean. Yeah. Well, he says that it was in a 1967 Chevrolet Corvette. Convertible. A but convertible. then it was a 1987 truck having four-wheel drive. Because he's got all this tech. And he needs all-wheel drive. Four-wheel drive. You're going to get technical with me whenever there's four wheels on that truck. <laughs> There's time travel. Who knows how many wheels cars have in the future? I would think they wouldn't have any. That's what I was about to say. None. Yeah. They have none wheels. None wheels. They hover, apparently. So. Wait, I got a question. Yeah, go for it. 
If cars hover, can you not be run over? What? It depends on how high it's hovering. That would be so weird. Just to lay on the highway with all these cars hovering over you. I feel like that would be a thing. It's almost like you'd lay on the train tracks, but you're not like the train's still going above you. Have you done that? No, but I'd like TV and stuff like that. You've seen probably a scene like that. Oh, probably. Yeah. But uh, I think it was it wasn't Breaking Bad, but there was a train heist in Breaking Bad. So that's what I thought of. There was everything in Breaking Bad. You didn't get that far, did you? You didn't see the train. No. Heist. I think that was in like the final season. Spoilers. We'll get there. Oh, I already had the ultimate spoiler. So. Oh, well, let's avoid the Noid. Remember that guy? The Noid. The Noid. You don't remember the Noid? Domino's Pizza? They had this mascot, and it was this little red demon thing. It looked like a dude from Persona, basically. Cool spot? No, that was 7-Up. But it was like this little demonoid, like the Sandman from uh, Persona with the moon face, almost. Yeah. And this dude, he would make your pizza cold. He was the Noid. Oh, that sounds familiar, but I didn't know he had a name. Oh, yeah, because you had to avoid the Noid. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe I'm too technical because part of me is seriously just like, what's what's Noid? Mm-hmm. You had to avoid him. That was the thing. Or your pizza will be devoid. Of heat. heat. Yeah. So John Titer, he made some predictions. Well, not really predictions. He just said what would happen in the future. Well, I guess that's a prediction. I just defined <laughs> prediction just so we're all clear. In case you didn't know what that was, you do <laughs> this, now. So this dude said some things that may have applied to the future. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not even theoretically, because he was there. He's in the future, and now he's back to the future. There's a lot of puns that could be made right now. I was refraining. Why? That's part of the whole thing. We do. I hit the mic again. <laughs> That's not what we do. I think I just hit it, too. God damn it. So, like, crazy. Edit it all out. Edit it all out. That's like time travel, you know? You don't know what we said, when we said it, if we said it. Hmm. Time isn't real. Mm. Isn't, yeah, isn't like editing just sort of a form of time travel if we're changing the past? That's why montage is dishonest because it is a distortion of time. One day we got to talk about this terrible, I'm sure we have talked about it, this terrible film course we took. I think we've talked about it in bits and pieces. One day we'll just have a conspiracy theory of the university we went to because yes, we went to the same one. Yeah. And we shouldn't have. Neither of us should have gone there. But anyway. So he made some predictions based on his time in the future. Like last time, we talked about many worlds and different universes and parallel realities. So he basically says he might be coming from a different reality or a different universe or a different timeline. But he doesn't know. So, right, he doesn't know. So the things in the future, he says, like, they may not even apply. So dude basically can't be wrong is what he's saying. So even if these things don't happen, it's like, oh, well, it just happened in a different timeline than the one I'm in right now. That's like people who say, like, oh, you should make a bet that the apocalypse won't happen. Because if it does, you're dead anyway. Right. And if it doesn't happen, you won't get, you're right. But you won't get paid. Because how do you know if it's not gonna... If know. it just happens later. There's no payout date. I don't know. I don't know where I heard that from, but it, I think it was YouTube, like, four years ago. Okay, that's generic enough to work as an excuse no like i don't know like i just heard it somewhere you know mm. i just gave you a little more specifics of where somewhere probably was 
So, Tori, I don't know if you realize there's an upcoming civil war. That's not wrong. But do you know what that civil war will be caused by? Or like the basis of it? The presidential election that year. Almost. Order and rights. There will be disorder and there will be arguments over rights. And so a civil war will erupt beginning in 2004. With civil unrest surrounding the presidential election. Nailed it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to poke a hole right here. Can I just say that is so generic? Like that happens. Exactly. It happens with every presidential election. Exactly. Can we just like. Yes. But so you see with the current like climate. <laughs> I, I hate saying that. The current political climate. Nice. Like, no. It's not anyway, breezy. Yeah. Anyway, people pull this out and be like, see, see, look at see, this. Yeah, see, yeah, look at that. Truth. Like, no, it happens with every election. Mm -hmm. They killed a guy. They've killed several guys. Lincoln was shot in the head. Yeah. So was that other guy, Kennedy. That other guy. Who knows about that? We're not going to talk about that because that's another conspiracy that we might delve into. Maybe. Moving along. We still haven't discussed our ethical and uh, like moral policy on the show completely as far as that one concrete. goes it's basically like other too than, soon other than like no dead children is our one thing we've said like we're not gonna yeah discuss. so then the other policy is too soon yeah that's kind of it the conflict would erupt and there'd be a quote a waco type event every month that steadily gets worse until this war would be pretty much at everyone's doorstep it erupts by 2008 so what's going to happen to the U.S.? According to Titer, it's going to be split into five regions based on various factors and differing military objectives. Um, and the Civil War, not super long, kind of long enough, would end in 2015 with a brief but intense World War III. It sounds like a drug trip. It's like it's brief but intense, you know? I mean, I wouldn't know personally, but yes. Well, neither would I, but like that seems like how someone would describe like an acid trip or something. I don't know how long acid takes to kick in or whatever, but. Well, I hear that it never leaves your body, but maybe that's just a scare tactic. Mm. I don't know. Just like peeing in the pool. My criminology teacher in high school told us that uh, his brother once did acid. And then like 10 years later, it like, because it stays in your spine or something weird, apparently. Mm. I don't know the biology or the logic or anything. This is what this man told me. The entire class. He didn't just like single me out and be like, don't do acid. Because my brother once had a trip 10 years after he took acid. Are you sure he didn't just have like a stroke or something? Like, no, an it, was, aneurysm? it was an acid trip. Hmm. Because he was like, fine. He was just seeing shit. Hmm. So this brief World War Three. What do you think were the two main targets? You'd think they'd go for the capital, right? I mean, where else? Probably New York, L.A., High population centers. According to Titer, they hit D.C., obviously, and Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida. At least it wasn't Disney. Why Why would? Why the hell would you go after Jacksonville? Florida's a pretty... I don't know. I think you just ignore Florida. You just cut it off from the United States. Yeah. Just take a saw. Like that Bugs Bunny I was going to say something real gross, but I won't. Let's refrain. I will. So after the war, Omaha, Nebraska becomes the U.S. capital because D.C. was destroyed. Can I just say, if we needed to have a new capital, I think it should be in Wyoming because nothing happens in Wyoming. 
Have I mentioned this I don't before? think anybody would be able to find it. I don't think Wyoming exists. Mm. Have you ever met anyone from Wyoming? No. Have you ever known anyone I don't really meet people. who went to Wyoming? Didn't, uh, what's his face, go to Wyoming? Voda? I think he did. I think that man is the type of person to say he went there because it sounds it's like, oh, he's the guy who went to Wyoming. He also takes naked pictures of 60-year-old ladies, so. And also apparently has an extensive, extensive collection of screws. The man owns, Boy, he's really got a screw The man loose, apparently huh? owns like seven garages to store things in. You mean like store, like storage lockers? like Kind of, but like straight up garages. He showed us pictures. This man showed us pictures of his garages. Where he probably murders people. Do you guys know the teacher from Life is Strange? It's that man. I'm not going to spoil anything. I guess I kind of did. Yeah, you already you kind of did. <laughs> Hope you didn't want to play that game or already did. Dude, there's there's two there's two sequels coming out for that game. One well, one's a prequel. How? They're they're making a prequel based off of like we already know what happens in the past because that was covered in the in the first game. I like this is relevant because time travel. That was a time travel. It was yeah. a time travel game. You guys should play it except not really I hate that game. Which is like apparently blasphemy, but I Dude. But yeah, so the the main developer is working on a sequel, and then there's another team working on the prequel. Can I just say, I hate that things will get approved for, like, additional things before the thing even has, like, a measured rate of success. Like, Harley Quinn had the spinoff confirmed before Suicide Squad was even, like, reviewed by critics. Yeah. Not that I even hold a candle to critics' ratings, usually. Especially as a DC fan. Hey, they like that Wonder Woman, though. They did. Just means they n knew something was... They like they were... I'm not saying they were right for once, but it's like, okay. They recognized Yeah, like the, you, you saw something that was great. Yeah, like you saw that. All right, good. You're not blind. There we go. That's the phrase. Blind? The <laughs> phrase was blind you were looking for? Oblivious? Mm. They did not... Uh, Forget genius. I, you know, words are difficult right now, which is a great thing to do. As this is a word-based podcast, you are listening to a my word words. A word-based podcast, as opposed to all those other, uh, it could be grunting-based podcasts. <laughs> it could be music. There's still going to be some words involved, I believe. No, I am talking about straight up instrumental radio, non-words, 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 left beef. Old memes. That's my favorite meme. You guys know Cool Guy? Oh my god. I think John Titer was Cool Guy. Cool Guy. You're saying Cool Guy was a time traveler. He's Cool Guy. That's how everyone knows him. You don't see anyone meeting Cool Guy. Everyone just instantly knows Cool Guy because he time travels and goes back into the past. And you just, you've always known Cool Guy. He, he did have a chill day. He had a chill day. I bet it's cold in like. The vortex between the fabrics of reality. So you need that jacket. You need that jacket? You need the hood up? I think it makes sense. Anyway. Was, was that all? Oh, Mr. Titer also, uh, he was, he claimed that he was, uh, in the year 2011, he was 13 years old. And he joined the Fighting Diamondbacks, a shotgun infantry unit in Florida. I think this guy just didn't like Florida. But also, can we do some math real quick? Sure. So if he's 13 in 2011, 
How old was he in uh, 2036? He would be 38. Plus 20, 13 plus 25. Okay. So I guess the uh, math... Uh, Adds up. Score one for John Titer. There you go. In other posts, he also described himself as hiding from the war. So there are some inconsistencies in the story. So he's a rebel. He went AWOL. Or he was he was either in the infantry or he was hiding from the war. Like Maybe. He, 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 no, no. He crossed I his think, wires. I think I got it. Okay. I think, I don't think this is a plot hole. I think that he was in the infantry and he used time travel to hide from the war. When he was on this mission sent back into the past. Yes, he was actually hiding. He's like, you guys sent me all this, but joke's on you. I'm oh, just so that's not why he stopped back. in the year 2000. Yes. I see. I see. What was the thing about aliens? Anyway. Oh, yeah. He was interested in UFOs, which he says were remained unexplained in his time, which is a little disappointing if you're a UFO, you know, believer or even fanatic. Uh, he suggested that UFOs and inter uh, like extraterrestrials might actually be time travelers from further in the future than he was. And they got better time machines than what he's working with. I don't know why that's the case, but uh, posited. I think we uh, already know more about extraterrestrials, don't we? We know about like bacteria, don't we? Do those count as extraterrestrials? Like, do they? It's life on other planets. Sure. But Are I think he's really talking about, I think he's, talking, I think he's talking about intelligent life. Maybe it's intelligent space bacteria. Maybe they know like more the about the world. Halo. We got to stop making all these video game references and no one's going to get. Well, actually, I didn't even get that one. So you remember, remember the blood sucking creature swarm things from Halo? The levels you would hate. Then I probably repressed them. Or skipped them with cheat codes. No. Oh. There weren't cheat codes in Halo 3. And if there were, I, I there wish were. I had known that. Because I think there were. I didn't. I went through that entire game. Remember the skulls that would unlock certain things? I think those are basically the cheat codes. Weren't those like trophies that you had to find? Mm -hmm. So you had to be good to find the cheat codes? Or look them up. I was not good. Mm. Uh, that was the first video game I actually ever played through all the way, unless you count Cooking Mama, cooking all the recipes, in which case I did that first. Okay, wait, you said cooking all the recipes. Was that what you do in the game only, or was that the title? Was it Cooking Mama, cooking all the recipes? <laughs> because that would be a great title no um that was the objective of the game cook all those recipes there was cooking mama cooking with friends and shop and chop which is really accurate shop and chop you'd go shopping for the ingredients you needed to buy the things and then you would use the ds knife i see I think there's like still cooking mama games coming out there are i think they're app based or <clears throat> I, think I, think I think there's, there's one coming DS. for that new I still have a DS Lite, and I've never... Yeah. I can't remember the last game I even bought or played. Sims 3, you know, I just... I was going to say we should start a video game podcast, but uh, we already do video game stuff. Mm -hmm. This is not another self-promotion thing, I promise you. We just we just need to stop and get back on topic. Mm -hmm. Because um, I just got to say, John Titer, he's my guy. Is he? You believe him? No. Not at all? No. Not even a little bit? No. All of his predictions are based on things that you would be able to, like... If you were a pompous political science loser in, like... You almost said douche. 
I, I was like on the tip of your tongue. I refrained and you still said it. I know. I wanted to get it out there. We're adults now. We can curse. <laughs> anyway. anyway, you're saying pompous political science. Ah, speech. yes. Okay. I shouldn't clap into the mic. Um, this is good. This is going to be the he most heavily edited one yet. I could feel it. It's funny because we have coughs and we have not really coughed yet. Mm -mm. But I feel like now that I acknowledged it, it's going to happen. Um, if you were like paying attention to politics or like cared about it or like you were one of those or guys. Or you watched the news a little bit. You watched the news or you like went even like a step further and like say you were on online forums about people talking about it. Yeah. People, I've been hearing things about World War Three. Since 2004, when I didn't know anything about, like, what it even meant to be the president. Like, sure. Like, I didn't know anything about what politics meant. But you heard those utterings thrown around. So utterances. If you were... Utterings. <laughs> anyway. Stop interrupting me. You're making I'm me sound sorry. stupid. I already sound stupid enough on my own. The pompous English major douche came out. I couldn't help it. Oh, I can't make the joke here. Um, Beat you to it. You didn't. But uh, even in like 2000, like even before the 2004 election happened, because wait, when did these claims start surfacing on the internet? 2001, correct? 2000? 2001? 2000, 2001. Which is when like 9-11 and stuff was were happening mm. and like the bushes were already around. Like people have been saying stuff like that since back then. Yeah. So like he's not making any groundbreaking claims He's making vague, like, vague, ugh, I'm forgetting the word. It's not nihilistic, like, fatalistic, maybe. Like, mm. oh, the world's going to end. It's going to result in World War Three. Sure. Everyone hates the presidential elections. Like, things that people have been saying since forever. But he was going back in time to potentially avert disaster. Don't you think there's something hopeful about that at all? No. Maybe even determined? As someone living in 2017, I don't think it did shit. <laughs> so I think people will do the same things they always do because people really don't change. And like, it's maybe that's just the human condition. You couldn't see it, but she did this weird sassy head bob thing. Because I was like making fun of myself as I said it. Mm. I like made a good point, but like I hate myself for the point. I hate saying things about the human condition. Yeah, I hate, yeah, quote, the human you know what condition, I really hate? Yeah. I really hate broad sweeping generalizations about generations. Sure. You see it on the Twitter a lot. It's like, oh, people are this generation. Do you see that thing that was going around that millennials are ruining Applebee's or whatever? Because millennials don't go to Applebee's Because Applebee's doesn't have good food. Yeah. You can't entice me with your endless apps because they're not good apps. I'll go to TGI Fridays. Who doesn't Does have... Applebee's have endless apps too? I actually... Or do they, or do they just have to keep up? You know, the only thing I know about Applebee's is that we went to one when you were in Boy Scouts and this waitress she had, she had a one arm. She, yeah, she was. She had, she had one arm. And I just remember thinking that must she be She was difficult. good, though, because she held up. I hit the mic again. She held up the plate with her with, non arm with a lack of arm. And so she was she was keeping it together. She had to. I, yeah, I just remember thinking that was hard because I was like. Everyone tells me that I couldn't even be able to hold one tray because they're so heavy. Yeah. I mean, I was like... She was on the game. She was Four she was or five, but I, that, that's that's all I know about Applebee's. Mm -hmm. You guys should make her... You should find her and make her your spokeswoman because she was really memorable. I haven't forgotten this. I like... 
I don't remember anything I else. I remember that distinctly, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, I just remember this I was this right moment. there with you. Is that enough about Titer? I think so, because we just derailed. I think the fact that we derail these podcasts so much just adds to the fact that none of this adds up. So really, I hope you just know this is part of our shtick. Unintentionally, probably. Mm-hmm. Speaking of people's human condition and modern pop culture kind of habits and things and i just threw a bunch of words together that like kind of made sense yeah it was like a word what do they call that a word salad yeah (laughs) salad sounds a lot nicer than vomit um if you had them on paper you might be able to make sense of it but i feel like a word cloud out loud i just said a bunch of things at you which again is kind of words (laughs) i'm cool (sighs) basically can't snap but i'm trying to snap so you guys ever wonder how like like urban legends like come about and stuff all the time i gotta say most of it is fiction that people wrote someone read a book somewhere and then was like hey guys you hear about this and it's like no and since no one reads anymore which they actually do i hate the people who's like oh no one reads like i just don't read anymore because i have weird anxiety surrounding reading Let's get wait. Let's get into that. Why do you have anxiety about reading? I have this thought that if I'm not doing readings for class, I can't do free reading. Mm. And somehow, my entire like executive functioning just freezes up, and the only thing I can do is play video games. I see. This is turning into therapy because I realized the blatant escapism and everything surrounding that you don't need to oh, tell totally. me. You don't need to tell me. I recognize it. I am self-aware. I just want to read a book. And the only way I can make myself read books is when I am in a bathtub, because that is the only thing you can do. You can't use electronics when you're in a bathtub, but you can ruin a book. You could if you put the thing in like a plastic bag. I shouldn't have said that because you'll, you'll... Oh, no, I do that already. Oh, okay. But usually what I have to do is I have to go take a bath at like four in the morning when no one is awake to text me. I'll still have it in a Ziploc bag, but I'll read. Mm. Urban legends. In 1952, this guy, Jack Finney, wrote a science fiction short story called I'm Scared, not to be conflated with the uh, late 2000s uh, internet phenomenon, Uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. I'm sorry, there was just an insect crawling on me and I'm trying not to scream. Crawling in my skin. I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh my God. That's another science fiction story. You're going to have to get into talk about the phantom limbs. I'm feeling things all over me. Phantom vibration syndrome. I wrote a whole essay on the phantom limb. Did you? I did. I did. It was uh I can make another video game reference, but I won't because there's been too many. The phantom thieves. No. Stealing limbs. Anyway, this guy wrote a short story called I'm Scared. It was about a 19th century looking man who had items that were from like even earlier times, but he was found in the middle of 1951 Times Square, and then he was hit by a car, and he was killed. And then, like, it doesn't actually say that he time-traveled, but, like, the fact that he had items from, like, a different time that wasn't the 19th century, and also looked like the 19th century, and then it was in 1952, is like, oh. It alludes to the fact It alludes to time travel, yeah. yeah. And so... But people think, uh, well, no, the idea was that he did it involuntarily because why would someone just show up in the middle of Times Square to get hit by a car? Like, it didn't it didn't seem like a suicide. It was just something that sort of just happened he to just, him. He just showed up. So it was involuntary time travel. And so then, 
I guess someone must have read this book and started telling people that this was like a thing that happened. So because, it spread. Yeah. As the legend goes, one evening in mid-June in 1951, which is funny because that's even earlier than the book was even a thing. At 11.15 p.m., passerbys at New York City's Times Square noticed a man about 20 years in age dressed in the fashion of the late 19th century. No one saw how he get there. He got, he get there. How he got there. Where'd he, he get there, sis? How he do that? How you sound. No one saw how he got there, but he was all like disoriented and confused and he was just in the middle of an intersection. And he was hit by a taxi and was killed. And on his person, there was a copper token for a beer worth five cents. It had the name of a saloon on it. Is that how you say that word? Saloon? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It rhymes with balloon. It does. But it was unknown. It was like a made up bar that no one in the uh, like even older residents. So like it hadn't been a bar that closed down. No one had heard of it. A bill for the care of a horse and the washing of a carriage. From a stable on Lexington Avenue that was not listed anywhere in an address book or anything. $70 in old banknotes. Business cards that's named Rudolph Fence and an address on Fifth Avenue. And a letter sent to that same address in June 1876 from Philadelphia as well as a medal for coming in third in a three-legged race. Man, people in the past, I don't know how they coped with those kinds of pastimes. Can you imagine? Race. Yeah, can you imagine like having, like that's all you can do for fun is a three-legged race and maybe carrying an egg with a spoon. That's exactly what I was thinking. Were you thinking of that Arthur episode, the family reunion episode? I was. Berenstain? I was. I was thinking of that. With the old grandma with the curly hair and the spoon. Oh my god. I was. That is exactly. Why is three-legged race? I guess because that's the only like modern reference at three-legged race that I could like think of. It was It was like a staple of every kid's show. The three-legged race? Yeah. yeah. But specifically that Arthur episode. Yeah, because I was exactly thinking. I was like, yeah, the three-legged race with the egg on the spoon. So this guy, Captain Hubert V. Rim of the Missing Persons Department of New York Police Department, tried to use this information to find out who this guy was. Um, and he found that the address on Fifth Avenue was part of a business, and its current owner did not know this Rudolph Fence, who he was assuming was this guy that was time-traveled into Times Square and then killed. And then, so then he went after Fence's name, and Fence's name didn't show up anywhere in the address book. His fingerprints weren't recorded anywhere, and no one had reported him missing. Um, he dug deeper and found that Rudolph Fence Jr. was in a telephone book from 1939, which is an entirely different time period. I guess if you were alive in 1939, you could still be alive in the 1950s, obviously. Yeah, especially if Jr. was this guy's son. Yeah. Or perhaps even grandson. Yeah, and then uh, he spoke to people in the apartment building and uh, thought he was an old man of like 60 years old and... Uh, he worked at a bank and then uh, he got contacted the bank and they told him that Fence had died years ago, but his widow was alive. And in Florida, look at that. Mm. Florida is a time travel hub. I bet it's out of the time travel exhibit in Disney. Oh, you mean Epcot? Yes. No, but there's like an actual like futuristic ride thing. I can't remember the name of it because we're not Disney people. I think it's in the Epcot thing, like the, the, the I think it is in Epcot. The technology of the future thing. Yeah, but there's like it's like a 
there's a name for the ride that I yeah. could easily Google, but I'm not going to Very because it's much out. more fun to uh, just ramble at you and not know what I'm talking about because we do extensive research. Which is, which is to say we do a lot of Wikipedia stuff. And read straight from Wikipedia. So he contacted the widow and she said that her husband's father... Oh, because this is not the junior. I'm sorry. This is phrased a little confusingly. That her husband's father had disappeared in 1876 mm. at age 29. He left the house for an evening walk and never returned. Again, I had to do some math on that. If he was disappeared in... Disappeared? If he disappeared in 1876, but was about 60 in... Did it say how old he was whenever he showed up in... It's oh, in 1951, he looked 20. Uh, looked 20. Yeah, he looked 20. But he disappeared 19... when he was 29. But he was, but he looked like he was 60 to the people in like 1939. That, that's, that's or 1951. Uh, yeah, that... I guess maybe it's not supposed to make sense because he's a time traveler. But that just doesn't add up, man. Anyway, so he would have been 60 in 1939. But in 1951, he looked like he was 20. And yes, but he was. I see. 29 in 1876. I see. Which I think is more than. He left the house for an evening walk, never came back. So then this guy checks the missing persons files on him because he's like, okay, so if he went missing, must be some files. Yeah. And there was. Description of his appearance, age, and clothing corresponded precisely to the appearance of the identified dead man from Times Square case was marked unsolved and fearing that he would be held mentally incompetent Rim never noted the notes noted the results of his investigation in the official files can I just he thought he'd be insane if he like reported this to people so like guess I'll die can I just say that all of that was the urban legends yeah none of that was real someone went through the time and made that up Based off this real short story of this guy who just alluded to being a time traveler. I mean, it kind of, it, it, maybe I'm getting sappy here, but like it tells you like the power of stories. Like, yeah, that people can, you know, one, conjure up cool ideas like the original short story. And two, that somebody could go ahead and like spruce it up and make it believable to a wider group of people just like like by word of mouth just like the fact that you believe something just because somebody told you i think is pretty interesting i don't know yeah because uh it's not like the the legend wasn't well now it's written down but like yeah think about it if because yeah that wasn't a book itself the only right. thing it was a book was the short story which i guess that's not a book it's a short story and that's how that's how stories even began was that word of mouth anyway like they were legends they were these myths that's how people understood the world that was the only way to keep things going we just keep telling them and yeah how people remembered them i mean so yeah that's that's where urban legends come from guys another interesting fellow we found sounds like a hockey player can i just say yeah well yeah so this guy, uh, Hakan or Hakan, I don't know, Hakan, I don't know how to... Hakan Lugis? Hakan. Hakan Nordquist. Gotta get that V in there, Nordquist. Uh, uploaded a video in 2006. He's a Swedish fella. And he claimed that he had been accidentally transported to the year 
2046 when he attempted to fix, fix the sink in his kitchen. Um, in the future, he met someone who revealed and proved himself to be 70, to be uh, this Nordquist whenever he was 70. Like, so he met himself in the future is what he's saying. They had a great time, apparently. That's in quotes. It's true self-love right there. So there was this video of him supposedly meeting himself in the future, and he uploaded it. Um, they even had the same tattoo on the right arm. So pretty interesting. You can go watch the video. It's not hard to find. Um, turns out, total bullshit. <laughs> Completely. Like, not even... So it was a, some sort of early viral marketing campaign to promote pension plans from the Swedish insurance company. I got to say, a pension plan is a form of self-love. You got to take care of yourself in the future. Yeah, especially if you're... You want to have a great time. What kind of stir fry can you do in a pension pan, sis? I said plan. No. He <laughs> said pan. <laughs> oh... Can I just say marketing is great? Like, you can get real creative with marketing. Like, that's just another story. Like, if it weren't, if people didn't feel like they were being fooled. Yeah. It would be a great story. If people recognize, like, the the cleverness of it. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. Like, people really like to villainize marketing as, like, this manipulative, like, oh, learn everything about you kind of. Yeah. Steal your brother. data. And, well, they kind of do that. We do. It's nothing that you don't get. In the us. biz. May I just say, it's nothing that you don't put out there on the internet. It's all available. Don't have to buy the information. Just look at your Facebook page. Anyway, that's another tangent. People really like to villainize it when, like, it is just, like, good storytelling. Because you won't yeah. pay attention to something if there isn't good storytelling. Right. Like, if all marketing was just telling you the straight up facts, you would be so bored. Commercials wouldn't, like... I That's mean, why whenever commercials, usually like medicine and stuff, tells you the facts or like the, the legal things that they have to say, the mandatories and limitations of specific advertising, it is the most dry, the blah, 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 and you're going to poop out your face like that, like the side effects. You don't want to think, because people using something else to get your attention is not deceptive. Hiding information is what's deceptive. But... Just because you enjoyed something and didn't realize that it was, like, paid for content or, like, sponsored or, like, right. endorsing or something, like, another company, it's not inherently evil. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just storytelling that makes money. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all, like, advertising is. Storytelling that makes money. If you, if you're, yeah, if you were from this Nordquist, if you remove the the fact that it was uh, promoting pension plans, if you remove it, it would just be an interesting, maybe even short story or a short film or yeah, like whatever. It would just be. Yeah, like people who get paid to do marketing, they're creative people. They're mm -hmm. creatives. We just have to make a living somehow. Like, yeah. And I don't think there's like anything wrong with like, like, there's nothing evil behind advertising. People need to know things exist. Like, I get it. You don't want advertising to be everywhere and people, like, not saying that they are advertising is kind of deceptive. But, like, that's a whole, like, it's a whole can of worms, you know? Like, more, but the, my point is, I don't think that this was, like, a bad thing to be a marketing campaign. I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's like, oh, you dupe people. It's like, no. Right. 
the fact that they took like, like it was an, the end of the commercial had to show you that it was promoting something. Yeah. So it's not like they did this whole big campaign and then told you it's like actually by our pension plan. No, that would have been really dumb. Yeah. And it's not how it was. So it just it wasn't deception. Please stop villainizing me. <laughs> so those are some people that claimed to have time traveled or like time travel myths. There's yeah. like countless others. Honestly, there's a million. They're of them. all kind of like stemmed from like the same places. Like they they're a little they get a little similar. Yeah. There's like, the one about. uh it's called the time traveling hipster, where this dude uh, photograph. I think I believe it was the nineteen teens or the nineteen twenties. Um, he's got sunglasses on, and he looks like he's wearing just like a, a printed T shirt that you could pick up at Target, and like a hoodie or whatever. And people are like, oh my god, like how is he dressed like that in the time period where he looks so out of place? He he must have time traveled. Um, and meanwhile, if you do some research, it turns out like the guy just like you dress weird. He dressed a little strange, but like it wasn't unheard of to have those clothes in the time period. So there's a million of these out there. And you can only make so many like vague, generalized predictions about the future. Yeah. Like, and, and then eventually, like, oh, he's right. And then eventually that time period is going to catch up to you and you're going to be proven wrong. Yeah. Like you can say the world ends in like 100 years and then eventually 100 years will pass mm -hmm. and you'll be long gone. But maybe the world won't be. Yeah. Unless we all blow ourselves up. But hey, that's for another day. Speaking Ish. of blowing ourselves up, who has the power? Who who now has the ability to maybe time travel? Who has the technology? Who's hiding this from us? The What's Swedish. going on? You think it's the Swedes? Do we know what happens with the Swedish? They got mean? chocolate. They've got neutrality. They got fish. They've got high mortality rates. No. Low mortality rates. Yes. High birth rates. Or I think it's low, low on both. infant mortality. I'm like confusing all sorts of population. I'm not that kind of person. I don't know. Geography. I don't know. Anthropology. That's I thought you were going to say, I don't know anthrax. I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah. That's another conspiracy. Not anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> Anthrax is real. It's deadly. Mm. So is ricin. Isn't it yeah. the same thing? No. They're similar. You may own to politicians. Don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> oh, you know, you just have something to something to do. <laughs> something to do. Just mail a politician you don't like. Deadly uh toxin. <laughs> All right. Yes, it's gonna be after me. Who's got the power? Who's got the tech? Who's got the dual singularity? I got the power. Who's got the pulsar weapons and the the black hole creation vortex? Who's got this stuff? I don't know who they are, but whoever they are, I'm concerned. Woof. <laughs> it's CERN, you guys. My God. CERN? You guys know who CERN is? Because I didn't before doing this research. Well, then let's... Tell the, tell the people what you've learned. They are the European Organization for Nuclear Research, which can I just say, that would be Eonor. Not CERN. Eonor. But apparently the acronym comes from the French way to say this, which I did research on. I was like, where did CERN come from? What is CERN? It's a French phrase that translates to the European Organization for Nuclear Research. It's like IHOP. I hope... Oven 
pancakes? International House of Pancakes. Then it's so physici- who, physicists. Who, yeah, who are, who are these people? And engineers that are probing the fundamental structure of the universe. So basically, they're doing what aliens do to us. Lots of probing. Are they probing or are they proving? It's probing. Okay. The word is probing. I copied this directly from CERN's website. They love to probe. They love to probe. They use the world's largest and most complex scientific instruments to study the basic constituents of matter. The fundamental particles. The particles are made to collide together at close to the speed of light. And this process gives physicists clues about how the particles interact and provides insights into the fundamental laws of nature. Essentially, physics. They've got the Large Hadron Collider. They're physicists who do physics. Expensive physics. Yes. They're the ones that are smashing atoms together to see what happens to maybe recreate the conditions of the beginnings of the universe. Or the Big Bang. The whole shebang. Yeah. So that's uh, what they're doing. That's what that's what they say they're doing. Even if that is what they're doing, there's a lot of people that are really unhappy about that because I mean, between like creationism and just not liking science or like thinking that, oh, who are these people? They could have the power. Why can't I smash atoms? Like why do they get to know? There's a good song called Adam Smash by uh Weatherbox. Anyway. But what are they really up to? That's what I want to know. What is CERN actually doing? Are you concerned? A little bit. About CERN? So Titer, to go back to him, he believed that CERN had the ability to time travel. They discovered CERN discovered the basis for time travel in the year 2001, which is also why another reason why he went back. He believed that they created miniature black holes. So that's just something to keep in mind. So that's one thing. So, are, but are black holes the uh, key to time travel? I believe that's that. Titer said that's how his his machine. Have worked. we sent people into black holes yet? Do you think that's just one of those things we definitely done, but like we keep it on the down low and don't tell people that we totally sent I someone don't to think, a black hole? I don't think you can get close enough to it to like send someone. Like I think so they're not I, I think a concern. I, I think if a black hole was like, if it was close enough for us to send somebody there, like the Earth would be consumed. Yeah, maybe I we think they're live that. In a I black think they're that hole. big. Maybe that's why there isn't intelligent life on other planets because we live in a black hole. Maybe we live in a turtle's dream in outer space. If you're the sun, I'm a black hole. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what CERN. What is CERN up to? We found this Daily Mail article, one of the Which, great, God, one of the great sources. Anything about the Daily Mail? Uh, Scientists at CERN announced that they used a laser to tickle atoms of antimatter and make them shine. That's all I want out of, like, my future husband. Tickle me and make me shine. Oh, my God. I don't mean that to be, like, weird. I just like that. It just sounds, like, so pleasant, you know? Like, Does it? You tickle. You tickle, tickle. Tickle. Tickle-ish. You know, you can't do that just because you read that, uh, that, you know, you watched that entire documentary on tickle torture oh. or the unethics, how unethical oh. it is to tickle people. Not that it was unethical, that there were these, it was basically this hidden porn ring, this, this awful conspiracy 
anyway, there's a documentary called Tickled. Check it out. Wild, wild stuff. I guess I'm the one who read stuff like tickling people is unethical. Oh. Because like, it's against their will. Yeah, and they, and they like, they laugh, but really they're laughing to hide the pain. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't mean to downplay it, but they're just like, look, you think they're happy, but really they're suffering. They're suffering and you're touching them and they don't want to be touched and they have to seem happy about it. And it's like, it went real deep and it's like, okay, just don't touch people. Yeah. Like, why is that exclusive to tickling? I guess because people do smile, but like, just don't touch people. Don't touch children. Well, no, touch no, 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 you definitely don't touch children. I wasn't being sarcastic. I know, don't but I'm just people. saying. Do not touch children. Do not touch your PB Herman. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. I'm our mother. They tickled these atoms and they made them shine. And they said that this is apparently a key step towards answering one of the great riddles of the universe. A great Do, riddle. Not, it, not a mystery, but a riddle. So something. Riddle me this, antimatter. Right. Yeah. It also doesn't say what this riddle is. It's just like this is what they progress. Did, what they did was they didn't want this awful writer didn't want to say one of the great mysteries of the universe because that's a cliche. So they went to thesaurus.com and typed in mysteries and they picked out a word and they picked riddle instead. But they literally. But the thing is, what great middle is this stepping towards like or even riddle? Like, like, what is this? What is this solve? It's like, oh, what's this going to help us figure out? I don't know. Stuff. I don't know. Something that Cheshire Cat said. But as most science does, this upset groups of religious conspiracy theorists, specifically one named Christian Truther. That can't be his real name. I think that's the name of the group. That's not John Titer, Christian Truther. <laughs> I thought it was a dude. No, it's a group. I thought it was a dude named Christian Truther. <laughs> I thought I thought the guy that came up with the conspiracy. Christian Truther rhymes with Martin Luther? <sighs> no, it's not a name. It's the name of like a group. Hi, I'm Christian Truther. <laughs> uh, I thought, okay. All right. <laughs> no, you're like... His mom didn't name him Christian Truther. Okay. All right. It just goes to show you how badly this is written. This yeah, article. Yeah. Um, anyway, they this claim this group. Yeah. that by doing this, CERN has manifested hell on earth. So in order to manifest hell on earth, you got to tickle some atoms until they shine. As soon as they're shining, oh man, you have let unleashed. All hell has broken loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Yeah. Here's some just gem quotes that I took out of this. Antimatter is the opposite of matter. It isn't physical. It's spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. People say that. Just like antimatter. And like... I don't, I don't think a scientist would back up that quote. No, this is what... Christian I know, Peter I'm just saying. Like, I'm just like... I don't think that's a great definition of antimatter. If you want the definition of antimatter, I threw it in here. Oh. It is any substance that, when combined with an equal amount of matter, results in the complete and direct conversion of all substance to energy. Antimatter is composed of antiparticles, mm. not opposite matter. Okay. There we go. So, like, if you really wanted to be like, oh, what's So, it's work? not really the 
bizarro Superman to Superman. No, it's kind of like Half-Life, like doesn't exactly mean Half-Life. Right. Like it does, but it doesn't, you know, like the word isn't literal. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, it's not literal. Ignore my ramblings about science that I don't remember from like five years ago. Yes, the person from Christian Truther is actually uh, Truther is actually named Emily. Mm. I'm sure that's her Emily Truther. Maybe it's a pseudonym to protect her. But it goes on to say that CERN is building the kingdom of the Antichrist. Hell on earth. Antimatter would be a demonically charged particle retrieved from the pit, bringing with it chaos and destruction. Hmm. I just got to say, nothing in this article is related. No, not even a little bit. Like, I don't like that just shows to goes to show you what the Daily Mail. It's like, what? What does this have to do with that? What what mystery of the universe does tickling these atoms unleash? What 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 is it about this specific experiment? What, that CERN what does? does tickling atoms even mean? Yeah, I don't. That might be a bad synonym. Like, maybe it means like. It's Maybe a bizarre it's turn to be of a phrase for probe. I don't know. I think they mean colliding, like making them collide, like doing the work that they're doing. But, but that's not explained. Seem, they're trying to yeah, they're trying to make it seem like they came to some new conclusion. They make it seem like they're manipulating. And it seems like this new manipulation has upset Christian truther. Meanwhile, it's like CERN does shit and Christians well, you know, are sad about it. Christian truther, he has a bit of a temper, so I wouldn't want to get him mad. And it's like, but like, but then it doesn't even go on to say why. It just says it's a demonically charged. No, it says it would be, but it already exists. So what do you mean would? Like, I don't. But then, okay, so I I copied this in the order that the article did it in. And then it goes, in the recent study, researchers found that when it is stimulated with a laser, I guess tickled, mm. anti-hydrogen appears to produce light on the same ultraviolet frequency as its nemesis in the world of matter, hydrogen. This, this person, dude has been reading too many comic books. He also just needs to lay off the thesaurus. That too. Like, he's like using the, the words at the bottom of the synonyms list where it's like, this isn't really a synonym, mm, but mm-hmm. I guess if you needed that word. Yeah. Adding, like, yeah, it's like... I don't know a lot about science. I'll be the first one to admit is anti-hydrogen real? If anti-matter's real, why is it anti-hydrogen? It's its nemesis. <laughs> like, I just, like he's been reading too many comic books. It's like anti-Superman. Bizarro. That's what I said earlier. That's what my... I just totally <sighs> didn't realize. that. Biz- I forgot that Bizarro was a real thing. I'm not even yeah. going to lie. So I don't read Superman. The only reason I knew Bizarro was a thing because of this roller coaster at Six Flags. Yeah. Great adventure that I read. They used to give you the story of Bizarro in like your ear while you rode the roller coaster. They took that out a few years ago, though. Hmm. But yeah, that's so that I didn't realize that Bizarro World wasn't just a weird way of saying bizarre. It's a pop culture reference. I didn't know. We learn on this show. Just a little bit. So people also claim that CERN was responsible for creating these time waves. In November of 2009, a story came out of the Kremlin, so you know it's uh, A-OK. 
Uh, there was Wait, I'm sorry. Is that a real name? You made your name Ryan with a gremlin? That's is there that's the seat of uh, Russian government. No. Yeah. Yes. I already think of like Russian people as like gremlins. Well, think of them as gremlins. I should correct myself. Not Russian people. Like Russian like government people. Yes. Those those are gremlins. Those are the gremlins. (laughs) Gremlins. So you know this story is, it's A-okay. A plane carrying 170 passengers mysteriously vanished, only to instantly reappear some 5,500 miles away. That's 5,500 miles. Uh, it was en route to Santa Cruz, Bolivia, but instead found itself in the Canary Islands. So they blamed CERN because the Large Hadron Collider began its first operational run in that same month. <laughs> so had to have been them. People are claiming this time wave uh, that rippled through South America caused a blackout because of this anomalous event at the Large Hadron Collider distorted Earth's magnetic field, creating a ripple through time, sorry, space time that interacted with the, quote, ancient pyramid complexes throughout South America. And one of these, the Gate of the Sun near Las Paz, Bolivia, was allegedly the focal point of this quote, time wave, sending it straight in the direction of the Airbus that seemingly teleported. Well then, at nearly the same time, physicists at CERN shut down the Large Hadron Collider, sending a piece of bread that a bird had dropped into some machinery. So we haven't thrown people through black holes, but we have thrown bread. No, they shut it down before the bread could, uh, before it could become anti-bread. <laughs> Is the body gluten- of Christ... Is gluten-free bread anti-bread? I have something better. The body of Christ. Mm. Anti-Christ. They averted the oncoming... There's a word. There's a word. Apocalypse? No. The oncoming of the Antichrist. There's a better word. There's a better Emergence. word. Emergence. To close out. This has gone a little long. Whatever, I'll edit it down. I found this fascinating conspiracy that deals with a government project called Project Pegasus. It's funny because unicorns are in right now. Are they? What does that mean? They're like on trend. Like everything's unicorns and flying unicorns, which is Pegasus. I don't I don't understand that they're in like. People are putting them on everything. everything so like Lisa unicorns. Frank is back is what you're telling me. Yes. Okay. I think it's an indirect result of Project Pegasus. Okay. It's time travel. So this project, it was formed by former members of the Manhattan Project under the Nixon administration. They apparently successfully created teleportation and succeeded in time travel in 1970. Um and the purpose of discovering time travel was to avert nuclear war with the Soviet Union. So what they did was they took 140 children and uh, apparently sent them to Mars <laughs> and made them conduct time travel tests. They typically sent children because of design limitations that made it difficult for adults to, quote, jump. That's what they called it. They were jumping to Mars or they were jumping through time or whatever. Um, uh, adults would apparently suffer psychological trauma. 
kids, they they were fine, I guess. Because of their Whatever. height? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, children seem to psychologically adapt better to these jumps. However, the jumps were not always safe as one child returned from his temporal voyage, voyage before his legs did. So he was did just kind of... Did they mean physiological harm? It says this this thing I found on this weird wiki page said uh, psychological. So. All right. But yeah, so one kid, his torso came back before his legs did. I, I mean, I guess that would like psychologically damage you a little bit, but you know. I think it would physiologically damage you slightly more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to this Alfred Weber, he was writhing in pain with just stumps where his legs had been. <laughs> Good stuff. So this this guy, this Andrew Baziago, who I bet we will run into again because he's a conspiracy theory, uh, quote unquote, expert, let's just say. Attorney. Oh, yeah, he's he's a Washington based attorney. He claims he was one of these uh, child jumpers, as the, the, the post says. Wish you um, would step back from that Mars, my friend. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he claims that future presidents like both Bush's. Clinton and Barack Obama were also children who were involved in these experiments. They didn't lose their legs. No, they were safe. Uh, he also claims that they were sent to f they were sent to famous historical events like the Gettysburg Address, um, and that some of these children even met George Washington. Because why not? Um, and apparently, this process was possible due to quote Tesla teleportation and quote radiant energy. Does those sound like? cars to you radiant energy and tele tesla teleportation that sounds like like a like a uh... oh because tesla motors is a car company now yeah i just think of nikola my boy i love nikola tesla he's cool the homiest yeah they developed teleportation in jump rooms in the early 60s um but experiments began as early as 1947 and the first teleportation event was conducted and they sent somebody to mars in 1964 uh, they're conducted via jump room due to space and air constrictions. I think they mean restrictions. The maximum number of people that can people that can jump at one time is three. It was typical to descend one or two on a jump. Can I just say the thing about all these conspiracy theories is that they don't seem to mention like like fictional movies and things do typically tend to mention like the problems with messing with the past and the implications it can have on the future. Mm -hmm. They never seem to mention that because it's like, oh, Hillary Clinton met George Washington, and it's like. What did you tell George Washington? Mm -hmm. Was she just some random kid? Did you like dress her up like someone from the <laughs> 1920s? Like, please, please correct that time frame. George Washington was not alive in the 1920s. Please. 1820s. I don't know the dates. He might have been I dead by then. I would say the 1800s. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mean the 1920s. I'm sorry. I he might have been dead by then. The 1800s? He might have been. I'm not sure. I don't know when. Did, when, when was the Revolutionary War? I knew the date at one point. 1700s. When did he die? When did he die? At least I said the Revolutionary War and the Civil War. Okay, I was died 1799. I was, I don't know. Yeah. So he did not make it to the 1800s. Did you dress her like she was in the in the 1700s? Like, how did you explain to George Washington? Just, hey, meet this kid. Mr. Baziago does not go into that. Just that he was That's hanging out with Barack like, Obama. These people who claim that, like, I mean, I guess obviously they wouldn't want to disprove themselves, but it's like, usually when you have a good point, you're able to like be like you're able to counter Back argument. It like, yeah, it's like well, you may say this. That's what everyone says is a counter argument. If I've learned anything from my four philosophy courses, hmm. it's that uh, 
if you can fight back your counter arguments, you have a sound argument. None of these people have that. It's like, okay. What did you, like, what did... He also mentions this uh, technology called a chronovisor, which I gotta say, as bullshit as it is, that's a cool name. It sounds like uh, augmented reality. It, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Like your Oculus. Um, it's a, a theoretical time viewer, initially of past events. It was originally developed by uh, this guy, Pellegrino Ernetti. Um, and he developed a chronovisor that enabled the viewing of the crucifixion of Jesus because you got to see that. That's What's that movie That's must-see TV. Passion of the Christ. I think you can see it there. Yeah. They really go in they to Jesus the, with they, nails. They beat the crap out of him. Um, and then Vaziago claims that DARPA has vastly improved on chronovisor technology since. I wonder if that phrase is copyrighted. I bet it is. Chronovisor? Yeah. Maybe. If it's not, we should uh, Top on jump that. on that. Like jumping to Mars. Mm. We are now the kids who are going to meet George Washington. Maybe. Because we copyrighted that. Maybe we'll meet uh, some future presidents as well. We're going to meet this guy whose name rhymes with Asiago. Yeah. Cheese. Or Pellegrino. See, why are these all food? I think you're just hungry. It's very possible. It's extremely likely. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's wrap this bad boy up. Thank you for listening. That's all we got for this time. If you decided that you liked this and wanted to follow us again, we already gave you our social information. We did. Yeah, you could follow me on Twitter at Dead End Road. Um, we're now on Facebook, so if you just do a search for It Doesn't Add Up, you'll find us on there. You could throw us a like. You could talk to us. If you've got any weird conspiracies that you found or as ideas for shows. It doesn't involve dead children. Right. Or things you want to hear. Or maybe you even have some questions for us. Maybe we can do like a question and answer segment if you got any questions. We can do that, too. We're still working out the kinks. This is only episode three. We do have a lot of other projects. We do. We do some radio. We do a lot of video gaming. If that this episode wasn't clear like enough. an indication of that. Yeah. We stream. We play. I will play Overwatch with literally anyone, especially mm -hmm. for money. So if you were <laughs> into that, hit me up. Yeah. The easiest way to find everything we do is to go to my website, deadendroad.co. I got links. I got posts. I got more links. I got all kinds of stuff. We have YouTube. You can get the episodes on YouTube. You can get them on Google Play. You can get them on iTunes. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on any podcast app of your choosing with the RSS feed, which you can find at deadendroad.co slash feed slash podcast. Um, I think that's everything. That's it. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next quarter. Yeah. <laughs>